wanna get lost when we don't chase it. She looking at me for she be looking at me for You like you like the new job, kid? Oh, I love it. I love, bro, on God, they gonna have to get me out of here with suppliers, bro. I love my new job too, bro. Bro, they said I get a 5K bonus for every person I hire on. I said, uh -huh. what? It's my job to hire people. What y'all mean I get a bonus? <laughs> and then I get another 5K for any referrals. So if I refer a friend, so if I refer Chris and Chris decide to rock with us and you get hired on, I would get 10K off that. Hey, bro. I'm I'm interviewing people on the street. <laughs> oh God! Okay. Do you know how to call, sir? Please. <laughs> I'm gonna be standing outside Google like Don Batman. Bring me that full stack. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, bro. I don't know. I, that coding stuff be kind of boring though to me. Like I could do everything else engineering, but that coding junk, I could do it. It's just going to take me a long time to do it. I mean, listen, different strokes for different folks, bro. I ain't, I ain't trying to bring nobody into a situation they don't want to be in, but, you know. When they told me... Nah, that, but you told me about that salary. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. They out of control with it. They out of control with it, especially because it's based on where you live. But anyway, um, so enough talk about our jobs because we, we, done, we done got enough of that. Uh, we we got to talk about... A lot has happened in sports, man. It's been a very, very crazy week in sports. And, and we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. But before we get into the show, how was y'all weekends, man? How was everything going on as far as y'all uh, weekends? Uh, weekend was cool, man. Just uh, still getting settled in, handling some stuff, which, you know, I finally got back in the gym full time like I want to. I'm still, still sore as hell from the workouts this weekend. Besides that, it was just uh, chilling and uh, watching that squid game, man. It's different. You know, I... I ain't gonna lie, I've been the person making memes like, oh, the squids when they done playing the game. I don't know. I ain't watched the show. Hey, but was, once once you watch it, hey, I see I saw bro with his daughter. I saw bro with his daughter, and then I saw bro getting smacked up on the subway. And I was like, Yeah, this <laughs> this is a little sad. I don't know if I wanna rock with this it's, for real. It's a great but. show. All I'm telling you is when you're done watching it, when you're done watching it, just text me woo shiesty. <laughs> That's all, all right, I want I you to do. You. I got you. I got you. I got you. So, Chris, how was your weekend, man? What what you get into? Man, I went to go see that Venom. Uh, I went to do some chill stuff. I watched a lot of football, man, because, you know, I'm out here in Boston area. You know, everybody, every billboard I drove past on the freeway was Tom versus Patriots. Bill versus Tom. Matt Jones, the new Patriot uh, winner, and all this stuff. So, it was just like... It was kind of live out here for Brady coming in town. Um, it was so much TB12 gear on sale, though, man. I mean, you would have thought they was mad Brady was coming to town, but you could go get a TB12 shirt for $3. I was like, I might get one just to go wear to the gym because it's $3, <laughs> you know. But, no, that Venom was nice, though. We talked about it off-air, but y'all, no, I'm not going to spoil it for y'all, but stay and watch the post-scene Post-movie credit. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. You know the movie what, was cool, Any, too. movie was cool, too. Anybody in 2021 that's not watching the end credits all the way through, right. I don't trust you for real. <laughs> like, you deserve what you get for not watching for real. Like, that's just, that's on you. But anywho, um, so, fellas, we got a lot to talk about this week, man. 
We got a lot going on. We got a lot on the field. We got a lot off the field. We got a lot in the doctor's office. I mean, we all over the place with it. And, and we got a great show coming up today. I mean, Andrew Wiggins finally deciding to stop wigging out. We got uh, uh, Clemson moving out of the top 25 for the first time in almost six years or so. I mean, we got the Cardinals and my MVP guy, Kyler Murray. You know, I hate Cliff Kingsbury, but I'm not going to lie. I don't hate Cliff Kingsbury. I just think he's a loser. But Kyler Murray is out here making himself uh, known for that. And and we got MLB. Now, I'm not the biggest baseball guy, but we got two guys who played baseball for a long, long time on this show. So we got to touch on the wild card. That sound like a good show to y'all? Yes, it sounds good to me. All righty. Well, what's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. We got the master of the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got a little old MC, that's me. So, fellas, I'm looking over everything that happened this week in sports, and I, I hope I'm not missing nothing. But before we say what we're about to say, we want to start off by saying over 95% of NBA players are vaccinated. The players who are not vaccinated are in a very loud minority. Now, with that being said, let's move forward and talk about Mr. Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins had decided to get vaccinated after realizing that he would miss one, what was it, 191st of his check for every game that he missed. With that being said, he would not be allowed into arenas in San Francisco. Um, I believe Los Angeles is included in there. Is Los Angeles in there as well? Yes. And, I thought it was the entire York. state. Okay, so San Francisco, Los Angeles, and New York, which would mean Sacramento. Uh, the... <laughs> And, and Sacramento, which would mean that that would be a minimum of 47 games missed, which would come out to approximately, what was it, 15 mil or 18 mil of his contract? Yep. So, uh, with that being said, do y'all think that that um, Andrew Wiggins finally got the right information on this thing, or was it was it that he just saw the checks were about to come up real light and decided to give it a break? What was it? If you tell me <clears throat> I'm losing much more than six figures per game for every game that I miss, I'm getting vaccinated. I mean, I've been vaccinated since April. But somebody in that case, Wiggins saw that money. And also, like we were talking about last week, he had to think in a perspective where he had to talk to his agent or he had to talk to, I don't know what his family dynamic is looking like. Somebody got in his ear. It was like, hell, we can't afford to miss that much money. And when you're done with this contract, Andrew Wiggins not getting another max. And you Andrew know, Wiggins, that guy that's going to be on the team where, where after this contract, Wiggins going to be that guy on your team where you're on 2K and at the end of the season, they like, yo, you uh, didn't sign enough players. You want you want us to sign some people for you? Wiggins going to be involved in that group. I don't think it'll be that bad. I was about to say, <laughs> that's beautiful, sure? bro. That's you the sure? pits. Listen, that, I, listen. I, that's the depths of hell. And we try to keep our clean rating. So I ain't going to say what I want to say, but that's the <laughs> bottom of the barrel. Listen, listen, listen. I'll put it to you like this. Wig is smartened up. He said, bro, all I got to do is get this shot, and then I ain't got to miss out on no money. It was like, yes, bro, literally, that's what we tell him. He was like, you know what? Okay, all right, I'm going to get the shot. And and the same at the same time, I think he realized, like, you know, this is my contract year. If I miss all them games, I'm really not going to make no money. Because technically, Wiggins still has a shot to get over $20 million next season. If he go out there and be a 3D player that he's starting to develop into, that we've been waiting for him to develop into, he could get 20 to 25 million. I don't think he'd get another $30 million deal, 
I mean, but they throwing away. Evan Fournier got seventy four million. So I mean, you I never, was just about to say three of these guys are extremely valuable in the day's yeah. game. Tyler Johnson was getting twenty million a year. Oh my lord, theft, robbery, <laughs> robbery in the highest of orders. And you know, here's here's my thing about the Andrew Wiggins situation. Right, it's interesting that he allegedly became vaccinated somewhere between the first and the fourth. Y'all want to know what generally happens between the first and the fourth? That rent is due. That mortgage is due. Mm-hmm. He saw, now listen, chances are, if you're an NBA player, you're living in the mansion somewhere. You're living in the Hidden right. Hills somewhere. He saw that $28,000, uh, he saw that $28,000 mortgage and said, wait, I'm going to lose how much? Hold up, hold up, hold up, big fella. Hold on, I I might need to, you know, go ahead and and, and get in on getting uh getting myself protected here. Because at the end of the day, again, money talks, everything else walks. And and at the end of the day, when you tell somebody you're gonna miss 47 uh, games, basically, wait, he gonna miss 41 home, uh, two for the lake, two at the Lakers, so that's 43, 45, 47. 48, 49. So he's going to miss 49 games in essence. Might be more than that. Yeah, sure. more than that. More than that. <clears throat> so you got 41 home. Yeah. Lakers make 43. Yeah. Clippers make 45. Uh-huh. Kings Sacramento make, make 47. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. And then Knicks and, and, and Nets. You're Knicks right. and Nets. Yeah, 49. Okay. Yeah. He, yep. So, I mean, he, he saw that 49. That's a lot of money. <laughs> he said, hold on. Hold up. Over half my contract. Hold up. Big dog. I I uh, I got principles, but you know this this uh, mortgage I got. I got to pay on the principal of this mortgage too. So <laughs> you know we something got something got to get done. And he uh, at the end of the day does it. And Enos Cantor, who has been very active, um, I I believe he was uh, kind of like not going back to Turkey because he was real critical of their government. And some of the things that happened over there. And, it was uh, a, a, little, a little more than that, but I don't know all the details, so we won't get into That's that what I'm saying. Show. I don't know the details, so I don't want to, like, make Brad to be a martyr that he is not or say, like, oh, he's an ill informed. I don't know. All I know is he's been very outspoken on many social issues. And LeBron James said that uh, vaccination was, quote, unquote, a personal decision that is between each individual player and their bodies. Let me get the quote here. Uh, we're talking about individuals' bodies. We're not talking about something that's political, racism, or police brutality, things of that nature. We're talking about people's bodies and well-being. So I don't feel like, for me personally, that I should get involved in what other people do for their bodies and their livelihoods. He also retweeted a um, a very interesting, uh, very interesting clip from Draymond Green, uh, where he was explaining that. Uh, you, you can't tell somebody what to do in America because it's against uh, everything that America stands for. And Enos Cantor responded by saying, um, I hope that James can educate himself about this vaccination and inspire and encourage other people around him. Uh, so with that being said, what are, what are your thoughts on what Enos Cantor's uh, words were on this matter, and LeBron James and Draymond Green, for that matter, if you feel like chipping in there as well. Um, I, honestly, I it, it's very rare where you will see me <clears throat> um, stand on the side of of athletes not speaking up, and it seems like me and in this cancer on the same 
are on the same um, wavelength. But at this point, I don't understand when we're listening to athletes about something that's been broken down and something that's been explained and something that's been proven to work by multiple world-renowned scientists that's been working on this thing for the better part of over a decade. But they cousin on WhatsApp. Is <laughs> now now listen. WhatsApp crashed today, but when it came back, their cousin was spitting more facts. Okay, so so what's something that like everybody we knew when we was kids had? I I don't chicken pox maybe. Exactly. You you knew people with chicken pox, did you? Did right? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever get chicken pox? Um, I got it as an adult. Okay, Chris, you ever get chicken pox? Nope, never had it. How often do you know somebody somebody that got chicken pox? It's rare. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rare. You got the chicken pox vaccine? Probably. I don't remember, but I probably did. I, yeah, I thought I did. I thought I did get it, but apparently it stopped working once puberty came all, in. All, all I'm saying is, you don't know that many people that got chicken pox. You don't know too many people that got polio. You don't know nobody that got scurvy. Hey, I'll tell you what. On God, on God, having chicken pox as an adult was like terrible. It was kind oh of yeah, chicken box as an adult can kill you. As a kid, it's just you it know, was you stay home from awful. school. Awful. I was sitting there like, bro, like, why am I so? Itchy? Why <laughs> everything? Wait, like, we make kids go to school through this? They just gotta live life through this? No, nah, kids, kids was chilling. Chicken box don't affect kids as much. It's as crazy. You it's it's nonsense. It's madness. It's madness. But but I, it's 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 just a matter of like I understand what LeBron is saying. I understand they're trying to uh, play. I guess the politics game when it comes to maybe their fan base or whatever the case may be. But I, I just don't really understand why we're still discussing this matter. Like of course it's up to you. Is is your is your doing whether or not you get vaccinated? But at the same time, it doesn't need to be this big discourse or this big. Uh, this this it doesn't need to be as big of an issue as it is. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's cool. You putting yourself at risk. Here's here's my thing about it. I would take it a step further because I wholeheartedly agree with you, Josh. There's a lot of things that people don't have the range for, right? I have friends who work in finance. I don't try to overtalk them when they're telling me what the best type of investments are, what's happening with interest rates, different things about like Nauru and all that. I don't. I don't ask them or I don't tell them, well, no, I heard this thing on TikTok, so this got to be true over <laughs> what you, the person who works for Bank of America as an investment banker, what you know. I know better. Your job is to know this, but I've seen something that you don't know, so I know better. I don't do that. And I said this, and by the way, anybody who is a, who's been a, a loyal listener of Facts Over Acts can go back to the summer in the bubble when they had... The, the skipping games and all that. I said the same thing. How far are y'all willing to go with this? Number one. Number two, some of y'all don't have a range. Some of y'all legitimately don't have a range. And it's okay. It's okay. I'm a womanist. I have not read every piece of womanist literature there is. So there are certain conversations that people have that I'm like, I'm not qualified to stand in this. I'm not. I'm not. The current job that I have, I recruit engineers all day. I don't understand anything about engineering, but it's okay because I understand. I know the parts that I need to know. I can look at this and say, oh, this is what this is supposed to look like. That's what that's supposed to look like. This one. Cool. I don't know everything. I don't, when, when the engineers tell me, oh yeah, that's, that's a little wonky. I don't like the way that looks. This is, oh, okay, cool. We'll figure out how to get it fixed. <laughs> right, that's all I got for you. So. 
to me, I think a lot of people just need to uh, sit in and realize it's okay to answer, I don't have enough information. Or, or even better, um, I'm going to choose to not speak about that topic. Or even better, when you say, I'm going to go do the research, actually, one, do some research that's not, I don't know, you looking at Facebook articles from your auntie. Or two, you are a multi-million dollar athlete. How about you, you know, invest in a team that can do some research since this is what you're waiting on as a proper research to, to get vaccinated? I mean, but how many people are actually doing the research? Like, let's be honest. That's, that's what I'm when, saying. When people are saying, and that to me, at the end of the day, a lot of people can't even be bothered with the idea of actually doing the work. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's fine. I don't got no problem with that. Let the people who did the work for you make the decision. <laughs> you you know what's my research? My, my, my thing is this, bro. My thing is this. This is part of the reason why I hate this era, man. And I'm not saying I hate this era that I grew up in, but this social media era, every anybody has a voice. And this cancer is not a major factor on no NBA team by no stretch of the way. He hasn't been a starter unless this big center is out for years. I don't think he's ever been a, a named a starter on any team. He almost won six man of the year last one year. That was like the most relevant he ever was. Why are we even having LeBron and his cancer shouldn't even be in the same conversation? Like that that's my thing. Why why, why does he have a voice? Why does he have a voice? You know, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'll leave it at that. I'm not saying that you're wrong. At the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, I really and truly think sometimes it's okay to say I don't have a range and keep it pushing. Again, I don't, and some, sometimes it's cool to just be like, that's how Brian feels. I'm going to let him feel like that. Not me being in this camp. But you he shouldn't say stuff and, like that. You know what I mean? Like, but you know what, though? I, and, and I do get that at a certain point, it is a public health thing. Like, I, my my whole thing about it is the, the rugged individualism thing is like, come on now. We've survived as a species because we decided collectivism was where it's at. What can one of us do with a lion? Like, if we were just out in the wild. <laughs> exactly but collectively we could come up with solutions to be like oh lions don't want to come in a house like that's just not what a lion wants to do like okay that you know what I mean but anywho we're gonna move off this topic and again we I promise you I promise you I know y'all tired of hearing us talk about it we're tired of having to talk about the, the vax conversation not vax who's anti vax who we're tired of talking about it we don't want to talk about it anymore. However, these athletes can't say, oh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. I, I'll pass. Because you notice, we didn't talk about Cam Newton in his situation. We did talk about the Patriots and all. He said, that's too personal for me to disclose. Mac Jones said the same thing. And guess how much time we spent talking about it? <laughs> Josh, I'm glad. I'm glad we won the same. The same you know? wavelength. Man. Chris, Chris got too much hair. It's blocking him from being on the same. <laughs> I, I, I caught it. I caught it. I just didn't yeah. think we needed a three O's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. So in college football news, we got Clemson just barely, just barely, and, and I mean by the 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 thinnest of skins of their teeth. Getting past Boston College, which got them booted out of the top 25. Chris, I'm going to let you take this one because I I know you got some things to say about that. Hey, hey, listen. When I tell you I took that Boston plus 14 and a half and a heartbeat, didn't didn't lose an ounce of sleep about it, didn't lose nothing. That parlay hit so good. It was like Christmas came early with that plus 14. (laughs) Oh, man. Clemson. 
How is Clemson this bad? I mean, honestly, I don't know from the games that I've seen, I don't know what it is. But it's it's like I you know, when you play 2K and like when you play my player and y'all chemistry is terrible and everybody start like missing shots that they should not miss. Your bids can't get rebounds, can't box nobody out, can't dunk. Like, that's what's happening with this Clemson team. It's yeah. always one player is doing their job, and everybody else is like, eh, not this play, big dog. Not this play. <laughs> and also, their play calling is atrocious too. But it's it's so many plays where, you know, DJ, uh, I, I'm, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but DJ will – Make a, a really great throw, and the wide receivers won't get separation, or they'll drop the ball, like we saw with the back shoulder. Now, here, 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 here's where I give them the benefit of doubt. Gives they did go from Trevor Lawrence, who was you know traditional quarterback, more of a pocket passer. He can get out the pocket sometimes and make some plays, but and they switched the offense completely to somebody that is on the field running, getting out the pocket, um, yeah. doing option plays. So it's a completely different offense. So they might be developing that, but. But Clemson, y'all are a world class organization. Y'all are usually one B to Alabama's one A. How do y'all? How do y'all not have any other options than a pocket passer? I mean, I, I my my whole thing is this, right? Even if you threw in a pocket passer with this, who's their who's their best running back? Either one of y'all know? Either one of y'all? Nah. No. That's what I'm saying. Like for years, instantly when you were like, "Who's Clemson's running back?" Oh, Travis Etienne. And it was like no no doubt in anybody's mind. Like he's the guy. He's the ACC's all time leading rusher. He's gone now. He's gone. You know what I mean? Like he I was mean, DJ. Right. He was DJ's leading receiver when Trevor Lawrence was out last year, and DJ passed for four hundred yards against Notre Dame. He did so because anytime he got in trouble, anytime he did not know what he, what was going on, he could dump that ball off to number one because he was going to be open. You got to check him with a linebacker because if you put a safety or a corner on the field. To deal with Travis Etienne in the passing game, guess what? I can hand it to him too. And then you got a 300 pound mauler coming downfield at your corner because you thought it was cute to get him to check Etienne. Like, <laughs> that's that's the difference in having Travis Etienne to a Will Shipley, who's now hurt, by the way. So, I mean, this, this is a situation they always were just clicking and everything was smooth. Again, DJ deserves some of the blame. He's been bad, but so has that offensive line. So has that running game. So has their play calling. If I see one more quarterback power from Clemson, if I see one Bruh, more it is, power it's not working. Have they got a touchdown from that yet? I, I don't think so. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, they did against South Carolina State. Yeah, South Carolina State ain't walking through that door no more, Clemson. They're not coming through the door. Not another time this year. Stop running that QB power, man. Stop it. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough sledding for them. And I don't know if they'll get back – Actually, I think they'll get back in the top 25. I don't know how long they stay. Because I think the ACC is in a very so. down get, time. Get, if you look at the rest of their schedule, it don't get easier for one. And for two, um, they are double-digit favorites, for the, I think, for the next three games. Double-digit favorites. Now, all the odds not completely set yet because, obviously, betters sway the odds. But they double-digit favorites. I think I might roll against them every week. Until they show me, I mean, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Anybody anybody who believes that they're gonna be pit by double digits, I have oceanfront property to sell you in Raleigh, North Carolina. 
It is right off an ocean called Lake Johnson. Why is the ocean called Lake? Don't ask no questions. Just buy it. <laughs> you don't buy anything. So just buy it. But but very seriously here, if Clemson is a double-digit favorite in all these games going forward, I would like to ask why. They have not beat a single Power 5 team all year. They wait on them to have that breakout game, I guess. I don't know what it is. Where's it going come I, from? I, I was just about to say where. Because Georgia Tech is not a good football team. Georgia Tech got took to the woodshed by Pitt. Pitt beat them by about 30. So, like, Clemson beat them by six. I don't I, I don't know where anybody is thinking that they got uh, 14, 15-point victories coming out, popping out from. But more power to you because that the betting uh, – everybody who's setting the odds, they're trying to give away some money. That's what they're trying to do with that. They, they said, we got too much bread. We got to throw some back to the fans one time. And anywho um, – Another thing that we got to talk about with the ACC, this have, did y'all ever think we'd see a day where Wake Forest and NC State are the top-ranked teams in the ACC? No, never, never. Oh, my Lord. Oh, for those of you who don't have a reference for, like, what that means, right? Historically, at best, NC State is, like, middle of the pack. At best, Wake Forest is, like, they'll have one really good year, and the rest – the rest of the year, they're pretty much bottom feeders of the conference. They're the Vanderbilt of the ACC because, of course, they got the same high academic rigors, which means they don't get the same level of talent as some of the uh, some of the other schools do. What's up, North? We see you in the comments over there. But anywho, uh, we also see Mama in the comments. But anywho, the fact of the matter is, this we're living in in the upside down. I'm waiting for uh, what, what was the girl name from uh, from Stranger Things? Is it Eleven? Seven? 11. There we go. Yeah. I knew it was some number. I knew it was some number. I, <laughs> so uh, again, I, I, I ain't watched the show. I don't know what y'all want from me. All right. But anywho, we're, looking at, we're living in the upside down. And, and is, this, is this the beginning of the end for the ACC? Because we're looking at a lot of conference realignment. And is this the situation where, you know what I mean, Florida State is like, hey, as much money as we generate, we could leave and be terrible in the SEC for this. Mm. I don't I don't think I don't think it's a a turn of the tide quite yet. I think we need to see this on a more consistent basis. I think this season may be an anomaly. If if it was um maybe some other teams in the fold that were doing well, I would agree, but we need to see Wake Forest and NC State perform like this on a more consistent basis over the course of let's say the next two, three seasons before before we see something like that. I mean that I feel like when you're in a sport with conferences, with divisions, that happens in everything. Even if you look at the course of something like uh, baseball, if you looked at the Rays, like they were about to run away with the division for the next five years with the team that they had, and that wasn't the case. So I think we need to see this maybe for like two, three more seasons, especially from those two schools before we could say like, hey, this is a, this is a, a, a tide that's being turned. You know what I find super interesting about this? I think almost every sport except baseball, we have seen like the first year per post COVID, everything looks different. Yeah. Everything looks different. The NFL, not just because Tom Brady went to the uh went to the the Buccaneers, there were multiple things that just looked yeah. different. All of a sudden the 49ers could not keep a single soul healthy. All of a sudden, Josh Allen figured out how to throw the ball. There was like all of these things that happened all directly after COVID. In the NBA, we had a finals of fi the conference finals. Not a single one of those teams 
were in the conference finals or made it past what was it the second round last year? I mean, all the teams was it from the first. The not the the Bucks made no the Bucks got no. put out first round by the Heat. Yeah. yeah, the Hawks didn't make it. The Nuggets. Yeah, it was the the Nuggets got put out oh, second round. Man. Yeah, so nobody made it past the second round out of all those teams. The Nuggets were the deepest team. I, this could just be a year, even with college football, where it's like, you know, they, it's just a little different. It's just a little different. I mean, I mean, as far as NC State and Wake Forest, I'm waiting on that cliff because if you watch them NC State games, and I only watch them because I shout out to my boy Giz, he <laughs> NC State alum. I only watch them to give him heck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> NC State does everything to lose them games, like everything possible. Like I mean, they, they, they don't take care of the football. They run, they run trick plays in the middle of the game when close games. They I, just listen. All I, I'll say in their defense, all I say in their defense is Louisiana Tech is a better team than people gave them credit for. Louisiana Tech, for whatever reason, and, and, they play and I'll up give to good that. teams, down to bad teams. I don't know I'll, I'll give you that. Now the Clemson but game and them trick plays. The Clemson game. <laughs> you absolutely. Y'all had a chance to put the Clemson down out their misery, and y'all still on. Like, granted, y'all won the game, but why y'all have to go to three different possessions in overtime to win the game? The, the, listen, the the word trick is almost banned in Raleigh. They finna rename Halloween uh, celebration night or something. Because if you come up to somebody throwing a rally talking about trick, you might get punched in the face. You because may get punched I, in the I face. I don't understand. I mean, we can't listen to no trick, trick music, no trick daddy, no nothing. No, nothing. I mean, if I'm being honest, though, if the word was banned or not, was somebody listening to trick, trick anyway? Oh, uh, well. well um, <laughs> you know. What if it's uh, trick, trick, home of the boob squad? I don't even remember that. <laughs> Hey, Josh, you still live in Detroit, dog. You better relax. You better oh, relax. I'm sorry. You, <laughs> you better hey, man, relax. Chick Chick just had a party in Miami. I heard he was amazing. So, so well, <laughs> see, look, there you go. Listen, the fact of the matter is simple. There's a lot is changing with the college football landscape. However, as the old saying goes, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And one thing that has stayed the same in college football at the moment is looking like Alabama and everybody else. Georgia is looking like they can't compete. But is there anybody else in the country that can compete with Alabama? And, and Chris, I'm going to ask you this. Since you're the resident betting guy, if somebody gave you national championship odds, it's either Alabama and Georgia or the field. Who are you taking? I mean, the odds got to be terrible for Bama. Like, I'm talking about, it's probably minus 1500 So, you got to put $2 million to get $200 back. Okay. So, I honestly would just do the field just because you ain't going to make no money betting on Bama because that boy is a lock. You heard it out of my mouth. That Bama is a lock. I don't see. Bama is just one of them schools where it's like, uh, I need one more leg for this parlay. Bama minus 45 yeah, Bama minus 45. <laughs> like, like you could just throw Bama down for any spread. Any like Bama is whew, I, I don't I don't I don't see them slowing down this year. This year is actually scarier than they have been in a couple years because a couple years the field had a little bit more talent. Right. But the way Bama like Vanderbilt, mind you, Vanderbilt is a bad team. They mm. let up 38 points to Bama. In the first 15 minutes of the game. 
I mean, it, thirty-eight it's, points. If you look at every other team, even on this show that we that we talked about, might be some competition for Bama to start the year. They all started off terrible. So, listen, listen, listen. Well, I, hold on now, Chris. There's money to be made on Bama still because the odds I'm seeing they about plus one seventy five. Them and Georgia. That's terrible for a, for a season long bet, though. That's terrible for a season long bet. I mean, who else you going with? You you rolling with Ohio State or Oregon? I'm or not. Penn no, State? no, 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 no. <laughs> I think if I'm you want to give away a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? What my preseason pick was Wisconsin. Hey, so you was Josh, trying to hit the lotto? Okay, is hey, everything okay? Was, bro, did, did you see their defense coming into the season? Is everything okay at home, Josh? Did you see their I defense did. coming into the season? Yes or no? Yes, I did, but Josh, Wisconsin? I did get, you see their defense coming into the season? Get, man. He was trying was to hit the shot, lotto. Bro. He was trying right. to hit the lotto. He was trying to hit the lotto. Hey, he, no, he was hitting the gelato. That's why he couldn't. <laughs> you are out of market. You are. Wisconsin? You, Wisconsin got to prove to me that you can consistently make 15-yard passes. You can do that at a 58% clip or better. So you can see them at least winning the Big Ten. I, I'm, I before the season, I could see them winning their side of the Big Ten. Maybe I couldn't see them winning the entire Big Ten. No, no, that wasn't happen. I, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. The thing I hate about this season the most is them Michigan fans are starting to smell themselves. Them Ooh. Michigan <laughs> fans are starting to smell themselves, man. Like it's one thing that Michigan they go eight and zero. But I love it. I love it when they smell themselves this early in the season and they go see Ohio State and get destroyed. I love it because they they did put Ohio State over Michigan when Ohio State does have a loss. But it's because they lost to I'm drawing. They lost to Oregon. They lost. Yeah, they lost to Oregon. Oregon's a tough team. So Michigan being ranked under them makes sense to me. But man, when they see Ohio State and Michigan State, seem like they back too. Don't get it wrong, Michigan State. Yeah, like they, they five and zero too. They five and zero with a win over Miami. So, so uh, a, a, a devastating win over Miami. They, they destroyed them boys. But we got a win I, over Miami this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Hey, by the way, by the way, what was the college player that uh, said? You, we, we, I'll take this team against the Patriots. And then Shannon Sharp said, I'll take the Pats minus 35 or <laughs> something like that. Bro. I mean, listen. <laughs> I can't think of his name, bro. These, these, a lot of people don't understand when they say stuff like, oh, this college team could be the NFL team. They are professionals. A, a really, really good amateur is still a bad professional. A really good amateur is still a bad professional. I think people need to realize that. Like, yes. Football is basically uh, a farm. The NCAA is basically a farm system for the NFL. It's a reason like nobody is taking the Durham Bulls over the Yankees if they played a, a baseball game. Like even when the Yankees were terrible. I mean, you know I mean, the best the best example I tell people when they say stuff like that, Jimmer Fredette. He man. was a monster. Like I'm talking 70, 80 points, and he couldn't get ten in the NBA. On a consistent well, you know, basis. Jimmer, Jimmer was only getting 80 at BYU because he could only knock something down on the court. They got a very strict <laughs> rule about not doing that off the court. But we, we ain't going to talk about that. We ain't gonna, hey, by the way, one of Jimmer teammates actually got suspended for like a week for having sex. And I was just like, 
See, nah, that's that's the worst recruiting ploy you could ever use. You got you telling eighteen year olds, hey, we do it the Brigham Young way here. Okay, <laughs> we do it the. Also, BYU is better without Zach Wilson. What a fun time. Anywho, um, <laughs> who who so, is also struggling got his first win though. He, he got his first win. He got his first. Hey, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. Speaking of first wins, Kyler Murray gets his first win over the Los Angeles Rams in his entire career. So. Both teams coming in this game undefeated. The Cardinals leave undefeated. Is this a statement game? Is this a definitive the Cardinals are saying, hey, we we for real. We for real. Man, I said after that first game in a season that, that the Cardinals were for real. They look good this year. They they got it going on both sides of the ball. And it's a statement game because if you look at the teams that's been doing well this year, I mean, especially after the game he had last week, the Rams are a heavy favorite coming out of the NFC to, to – go the distance man so it's only between a handful of teams in the nfc at this point you're really looking at you honestly at this point only only really looking at tampa bay uh arizona and los angeles so i mean listen please don't don't say that on this show the cowboys fans finna come flood us with hate raids talk about how terrible we are please please when the last time the cowboys want to play off game um i probably they won't no, no, no. Remember, they won won against the Lions. Oh, yeah. That was when we was in high school. That we, we, in high school. we were in high school. We that was wild high. card. They ain't won one since then? No. They haven't won one since then, and that was a wild card game. If we talking not wild card, Chris wasn't alive. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they got a championship in 97. Chris was in diapers, but he was alive. I thought I thought it was 96. I thought it was 96. So it, it depends it, on when. You might be right. You might be right. Listen, Either listen. Way, they haven't won. We, all three of us, I know y'all are older than me, all three of us was in high school last time they got a win in the playoffs. That's very true. That's very true. That's that's tough. That's tough. But anyway, can, can we, is it possible that all four of these teams make the playoffs? Like, I'm seriously thinking that because. Yeah, it's possible. This division is ridiculous. Like, whoever wins this division is going to be Super Bowl favorites. Like, this division, like, if you think about top to bottom this division, the Cardinals have six players that could be pro bowlers getting out the bed in the moment. Six. Yeah, I mean, the Rams have eight, eight players that can hop out the bed and go to the pro bowl. And I'm not even going to mention the other two teams in there because we know they got six to eight players as well. I mean, but and this is this is so interesting to me because the teams that we're like, oh, it don't matter. One of them was in the Super Bowl two years ago, and the other one has Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams, and we're just like, oh, we're not really gonna count those two, huh? This that division different, boy. That division <laughs> is different. Like, listen, if I if I was in that listen, if I was in that division. I honestly, honestly, honestly would campaign that we split this division up. Like, I honestly would say, <laughs> why don't we all just beat each other one and one so we get the same record? Like, I would be like, let's just beat each other one and one. Hey, hey, y'all, y'all got any more of that AFC West over here? I heard the Broncos got <laughs> Drew Locke starting. Come on, man. Put me in the AFC West. Put me <laughs> hey, I'm not going to hold you up. It's really making the NFC look bad. Like, it's really, really, really look, making it look bad. I mean, it, I, I, I see it like this. That division having four teams in the playoffs, to me, I wouldn't even be mad at that simply because you look around the rest of the division. The NFC North, besides the Packers, who's good? Nobody. The NFC, the NFC South, 
I mean, the Panthers beat the worst teams in the league, and everybody was like, oh, my God, they three. I don't know now. what the hype with the Panthers <laughs> was. Like, Sam Darnold still Sam Darnold. I don't know why everybody just magically but thought he could just be. But that's what I'm saying. And then you got Saints, the Saints with Jameis over there. We eating W's. We eating w's. <laughs> and then you got the Falcons, who are, of course, the Falcons. And the Bucks are the only good team out of that division for the most part. And then you look around at the uh, NFC East. Yeah, we don't really need to say too much. I'm not going to lie, though. Heineke, Heineke showed me something, bro. Heineke showed me something. Hey, you want to know a fun fact about the Washington football team? You want to know a fun fact about them? They had eight sacks in week one of last year. It's been four weeks in in this season, right? Guess how many sacks they got this year? Probably seven. Seven. (laughs) They have less sacks through four games this year than they had through one last year. I don't care what Heineke do. If Chase Young don't figure out how to get to that quarterback, if Montez Sweat don't know how to get to that quarterback, (laughs) it's going to be a long season for them boys. Uh, all I'm saying it. is, all I'm saying is, Heineke showed me that because he was my last leg in my early game parlay this week, and he hit off that game winning drive and then field goal. But if Heineke, no touchdown, it's a touchdown at the end of the game. My bad. Yeah. If yeah. Heineke, Heineke has that confidence though, and that's one thing that the mm-hmm. Washington Football Team hasn't had in years. They haven't had a For quarterback sure. that had confidence, and he got a little bit more confidence, and he also has a few weapons. More oh, yeah, than yeah. they had us of late, and the defense—if that defense start clicking, man—that defense is tough. That I, might I, be the second best defense over there. And that defense is so talented. If they do figure it out, it's gonna be a, a, a tough situation. That that, that defensive line is on par with the Rams' defensive line, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and and you know what? The mayor made a very good point. They made a he made a very good point in saying that that defense is right now. They're over-pursuing. They're not playing disciplined football. You can't do that in the NFL. Yeah. In high school, you might be able to get away with it. Right, in but college, they young, you though. Might be able to get they away young. With it. They real young. I hear you. I hear you. But, again, it's the NFC East. I mean, who who is the best team out of the NFC East? Who, you would say Washington, right? Now, who's nah, second? I, I would say the, you would say the Cowboys. Cowboys. You would say the, yeah, Cowboys. Would say the Cowboys. The Cowboys, then Washington. So, you got yeah. one and a half good teams. The Eagles and Giants. Yeah, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I thought the Giants was gonna win that division easily when Saquon back, but their offensive line is worse than when Eli played there. And Eli complained about the offensive line. It, and their quarterback is—he is everything that they thought Lamar was gonna be. The young man is fast. He can fly. Daniel Jones can fly. Too bad the ball don't fly out his hands. It is an embarrassing <laughs> sight. So, I mean it. We just talked about every division except the West. The West got four good teams where you got to look for a weakness. The East, yeah, okay. I mean, hey, great job, Cowboys. Way to get Zeke all those. His yards per carry are as high as they've been since 2015. They've got uh, Diggs over there picking off everything that comes his way. It's, it's, it's a good look for him. It's really, their defense is playing it very well. Other than that, yeah. It's a tough, tough uh, sale for the rest of those teams out the uh, NFC. But now we're talking about quality teams, and we got to talk about one of the best teams in the league who continued their rushing streak of 100 yards per game on the last play of the game. The Ravens rushed with Lamar Jackson to get themselves five yards to make them 
103 yards rushing that game, which continues and ties the league's longest streak ever of consecutive 100-yard games. Goes all the way back to the Steelers in the 70s. Fellas, was this rubbing it in? Was this in poor taste? What, what are your thoughts on this situation? Um, it oh, was... wait, before you say something, Vic Fangio said it's quote-unquote BS. You can look up the word. We can't exactly say it here. Like I said, <laughs> we're trying to keep our clean ready. It's BS, but we expect that from them. All right, go ahead, Josh. Um, I mean, saying we expect that from them, I think, on, it was something that is important to taste that the Ravens have gained, garnered this reputation as a quote-unquote flashy team or a distasteful team. And I think the root of that is who their quarterback is. We don't have to get much into that, but they haven't done anything outside of having him as a quarterback that has made them this, uh, these bad boys of the league, quote-unquote. Um. I was going to say something else about the Ravens, but you know what? We'll keep the show clean. Um, <laughs> I'm just, they had a person on their defense at one point in time who uh, may or may not have committed uh, hey, a felonious hey, act. Hey, what's up? <laughs> and even then, even then, they weren't considered the bad boys of the league. But to get you a black quarterback, man, and y'all are some outlaws. Um, I, I do think that it was rubbing it in. And. Um, but I don't think it was in poor taste. We've all been competitors at some point. We've all been feeling ourselves at one point. We've all done something at the end of a game or tried to rub it in, and that's because we had the ability to do so, and that's because the other team didn't have the ability to stop us from doing so. So even though um, it they may have been rubbing it in, if the other team doesn't want that to happen to them, don't let it happen. So I'm not against it. I don't think it's in poor taste, but I do think that it was rubbing it in. And sometimes rubbing it in is good for your morale as a team to know that y'all are that good, or it could wake up the other team and let them know, like, hey, next week we can't let this happen to us again. You know, my my very simple uh, thing about this is we always need context for situations, okay? The Ravens weren't supposed to get the ball back. Vic Fangio was calling timeouts trying to get in the end zone <laughs> when they were down 16 points with like 20 seconds left. What are you doing, Vic? If you don't want them to run up the score, don't let them. Because that's what Coach Witcher used to tell us all the time. Hey, if a team want to style and profile and dance in the end zone, guess what? You got to let them. You know how to stop teams from doing all that? You don't let them in the end zone. You know how to stop a team from showboating at the end of the game? You win. Because guess what? There's no showboating. If you're up, they can't run the ball at the end, now can they? Mm, think about that. Quick maths. But anywho, um, it's it's really it's really an embarrassing situation for Vic Fangio, if anybody. Because at the end of the day, bro, you just got to take your L. Like, y'all were undefeated up until this point. Y'all were one of, like, eight undefeateds. It's okay. You lost the game. You played a good team, finally. And you lost Teddy Bridgewater. Like, that's, you know, it's a really sucky situation. But you live with it, you move on. Vic, stop crying. You a grown man, dog. You like 60. Relax, bro. Relax. Chris, any thoughts on this? <sighs> I, I'm going to have to take a page from the old school book, man. If they're going to let you do something, then do it. Take what the defense gives you. If y'all didn't want Lamar to go out there and run the five yards, then why y'all ain't go out there and take his neck off his head? You know what I mean? Like, don't put don't put them in a situation where they can do something like that. They're like, just like you said, Gibbs, the the best recipe to shut somebody up when they bragging or showboat is to win. And when you down by that many points, 
I mean, what's the worst capital? Lamar get his five yards, keep your streak alive. I remember when the Giants had Eli Manning's um, streak of starting the most games in NFL, one of the most games in NFL. I don't know if it was the most, uh, but they was letting them start the game, being they take them out at halftime. Now that stuff like that, I feel like is degrading to a man. Yeah, that's not that's not fair. Yeah, that's right. Fair. That's not fair. But him going to get five yards because y'all let him. That's fair game, baby. I don't want to hear it. I'm the same guy on 2K that I could be up 30. I'm going to still take the ball. If I should see an open three, I'm going to pass up that jump. <laughs> open three. I'm, hey, I'm not going to hold hey, it. Go ahead, go ahead, Gibbs. Funny story about that. 2K showed me that I wasn't in love with one of my exes, right? We was playing 2K <laughs> together, right? And, like, at some point in time, I told myself, like, bro, you got to stop driving and kicking. Like, you up 25. And I was like, nah, make her hurt. That's, her hurt. That's love, man. In, that moment, I realized, in that moment, I realized, like, I don't like this human being that's next to me getting whooped on right now. Like, I don't hey, like this. You, you know what? As more insult to injury, instead of running the score up, if you got the ball on the last possession, just dribble it out. Because people don't do that on 2K. It hurt that much more. Oh, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I'm throwing out live from half. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I will never forget that day, bro. I whooped the wheels off shorty in 2K, and I was just like, yeah, this relationship over, bro. I can't, I, she don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. We we both got to do better for ourselves. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, man, if you want somebody to shut up, then make them shut up. And, and, and the Ravens did nothing wrong. The Ravens did everything that they could to win the game. They deserve at the end of the game to celebrate everything. Hey, if you ask me, their conduct was just fine. Now, if you ask me about Urban Meyer's conduct, we'll have a completely different story. Mr. Meyer was (laughs) caught out at a club with a young uh, tenderoni, as people of his age would call him, grinding on his lap and, and a new angle that has been released this afternoon showed that he was Captain Copperfield up in that club, fellas, it, does this is this something that's like, this is a married man, this is a head coach, your team is is winless, you don't need to be in the club, or is this like, I mean, yeah, let him live his life. What you think? That's a grown man. That's none of our business. The only reason we making our business is because he's a coach, and this is a sports show. That got nothing to do with his performance. As as far as a coach goes, there's plenty of players out there just doing whatever they want to do. That's still out there on the field performing. And whatever is going on in his home with him and his lady or whatever he's doing at the club, that's his business. Cameras just happen to catch him. Whatever they doing, <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do with us. My name is... What you thinking, man? What you think? Chris, I know how you going to play. How you feel about your man's urban, bro? How you feeling? <laughs> hey, listen, listen, bro. Listen, man. Listen. I didn't want to go there, but a guy wanted to play a nice guy. Somebody got to be that guy. So I'm going to be that guy. Listen, listen, listen. If you know who Magic Johnson is and you know who Cookie is, this is not even the, <laughs> Yo. this, this is not even the slightest bit the way that bad, okay? <laughs> I had to go there, Giz, because Knight was being nice. Knight was being nice. All right. I had uh, to go there. Uh, 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 we know that y'all tired of us. Uh, we going to go ahead and go like, <laughs> you are Did this man just bring up Magic Johnson? Listen, bro. Oh my! I want some. 
<laughs> I watched a documentary on YouTube about magic, bro. Oh, my Jesus. Bro, bro, it was one of those documentaries where they had the gifts in it when they was telling the story about magic and Cookie Love story. And every time Cookie took magic back, it was a gift rolling their eyes like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And you mean to tell me Urban Meyer can't go cope with his losing and, and, and beating her some young tenderoni? He probably didn't even go home with her. I'll say this. I'll say this because people talk about will it affect his ability to coach or what it means for the team. You know, Urban. You know where they got a lot of clubs where they don't have uh, cameras and cell phones out everywhere in Los Angeles. <laughs> if only there was an attractive job for a head coach that's good in college open in Los Angeles. Hmm. Didn't USC just fire their coach? Where is USC based out of? Wouldn't that be interesting if Urban went to Los Angeles to coach the Fighting Trojans of yeah, USC? Yeah, I, I honestly think he think he don't think that money increase was that was worth it after he got the yeah, jag. No. You know what I mean? I don't think no. he like like he he probably like you know what? I was already rich. I ain't need to be richer. Like it wasn't that. It wasn't worth it. Again, I, the things that make Urban Meyer the things that made Urban Meyer a great coach in college no longer apply to the NFL. And he he's going back to college. I'm I'm willing to bet any amount of money at the end of this season, Urban Meyer's like, hey, <laughs> I know I told y'all I was gonna stay in the hood. I know I said when I hit the lottery, if I ever get money, I'll be here. But I got that check and I was gone. That's gonna be him. That he finna be Uncle Elroy Mike. Because that's just <laughs> that's just what's finna happen here. He, he's finna get up out of there. He ain't never seen a team that's so talent depleted in his life. And um yeah, he's he USC got money too. USC got a lot of money to throw at him. They gonna throw him a big bag and he gonna go out there and they're gonna run the Pac West, I mean the Pac twelve out west for the next five years or so, and then he gonna go ahead and retire and drift off into the sunset again and hopefully never come back to the NFL again. Cause I come on now, Urban. Come on. That man was Oof, he was loose as a goose. Don't get him started up in that bar. And, uh, yeah, you just – you can't do that in the NFL. It's – I mean, I know the season is in its infancy, but, Irvin, you got to be better. And when we talk about seasons that are just beginning, we got to talk about seasons that are at their ending. And we've got wild card action in baseball, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We have the most storied rivalry, some would say, in all of sports. Some would say in baseball, with the Yankees and Red Sox. In I'm so end. hyped for that game, man. I That's love Yankees and Red Sox, man. I love it. I'm a Yankees fan till I die, a Dodgers fan on the West Coast. But Yankees is my first love. Derek Jeter was my idol, man. I had Derek Jeter posters. I had Derek Jeter. <laughs> said, what team was winning the most? Yeah, the my team is right there. Them my guy. <laughs> yeah. Them my guy. But see, but see, y'all got y'all got a ring. That's my guy. Listen, y'all got to realize where I, when I played, I, I was playing a lot of shortstop pitcher, and um, you know I hit I hit the ball pretty good. I was batting like third or fourth. So the best idol to look up to to be best at your craft is Derek Jeter. Now, I, at the taller I got, the slower I got, and the bigger my feet got, I moved over to third and first base. So I began to fall in love with the Dodgers third and first baseman at the time. I don't know if y'all remember Guyton. I know you do. And back in 2012, 2013, who the Dodgers third and first baseman was? Oh, uh, damn, 2012. 
Beltre was already out of there, wasn't he? Yeah, he was out of there. Beltre was out of there. Was Donaldson there yet, or that was before Donaldson? I think that was right before. He might have still been there, though. I don't remember exactly. I'm blanking on it. Man, but they they, they were the the dominant duo on the first and third line. So that's who I studied when I was watching, when I was playing the game. I just used to watch them a lot. And then Prince Fielder was one of my favorite players also at first base because he just was he was just a home run hitter and just chilling at first base all the time. That man, man broke I my just heart. Yeah, man, me too. Do <laughs> you remember that game? Do you remember that game? Uh, it was a wild card game. And he tried to, he got caught in the rundown between second and third. And he just like fell down and crawled to third. I was like, this is the most missed. <laughs> just, just get it. Just bro, he fell off. Scene, a, when, he came, when he came to the Tigers, bro, he fell off a cliff, bro. I was just so pissed. That's what made me mad, bro. He was just like, I was like, bro, Prince. Prince. Yeah, that, that man got about the hardest swing I've ever seen, bro. That He used to consistently hit himself in the back with that bat. And I was just like, oh. All right, that's a little intense. So, uh, what do y'all think about this game? I know it's a very story rivalry, but when we're looking at what we got now, the Yankees are living up to their name, the Bronx Bombers, because they live by the home run and they die by that home run. They have some of the highest home run percentages of anybody as far as points scored, how many are scored by home run. They have some of the highest percentages of anybody in the game. So, who do you think gets it done? Is it the yep. old steady Red Sox or is it the new flashy bunch of six, seven, six, eight monsters <laughs> uh, with the Yankees? So I'm going to make this quick. Um, in both of these games, I'm going with the teams that got the hot bats. I'm going with the Yankees uh, winning this game 9-2. Both starters for both teams are are pretty decent starting this game out. But with the with the Yankees hitting, they're going to put a lot of pitches. They're going to put a lot of pitches on a Red Sox starter to start the game. And that's going to get Red Sox in trouble because even though they made it to the wild card, statistically they had the second worst bullpen in the league. And if you get that bullpen in and it's a playoff game and they trying to make the playoffs and you got Aaron Judge up to the plate and you got those other hitters in, in, in New York up to the plate, that bullpen is not going to is not going to hold well. All right. And I'll give a short version too. Uh, I'll put it to you like this. The Red, the Yankees have the best pitching in the series, for one, or the, the wild card. They got the best pitching. Mm-hmm. However, Fenway is a hitter's park. So for all the betters out there, remember I told you bet the over every game. But it's a hitter's park, and this is playoff baseball. So expect to see high-scoring games. Expect to see um, the Red Sox pitching by committee, like Guyton said. They have one of the worst bullpens there is. Um, but the Yankees don't have good closers at all this year. Their closer staff is mid at best. They're middle-of-the-pack closing team. And the Red Sox at a hitter's, hitter-friendly field. You got the green monster. Mm-hmm. You might see some triples. In, in this in this wild card, so okay, and then on the other side, we've got a team that just they seem like they're there every year in the Cardinals. I mean, you know, you look up and they got like four or five first ballot Hall of Famers on that roster, but they're all old. And then you yeah. look over at the Dodgers and you're just like, all righty. So, at what position do you not have an All Star? Um, so, with that being said, what do you think is going to happen in the NL wild card games or game? Um. Uh, this one is almost the same. I got the Dodgers winning this one, uh, 11-5. Um, the reason being, it's going to be a pitcher's duel. The game is going to start off with both with both pitchers doing pretty well. And they've been pitching well all season. But you got to think when a batter is going to be looking to put on this much pressure um, in a playoff game, in a 
wild card game to make the playoffs. They're going to put a lot of strain on those arms, and I don't think that either either team wants to tire out their ace in a wild card game. So uh, they're going to have to rely on their bullpens pretty early because you got Max Scherzer who's thirty four and Adam Wainwright who's starting for uh, the Cardinals who's forty. So both teams are going to have to rely on their bullpens pretty early, and I got the Dodgers pulling out just because when you got a team with that much firepower. It's very rare in the playoffs that high offensive baseball teams don't make an impact until you make the World Series. I'm not sure what it is about baseball, but those high offense teams scoring 10 almost every game until you make the World Series, and then it's a pitcher's duel from that point. So I got the yeah. I got the Dodgers winning. Well, you got to remember, guy, they shorten the rotation down to smallest, the shortest you can uh, shorten. Yeah. So. It'd be a three-pitcher rotation in the World Series, in the right? And if, series, if both so. of these teams are looking to make the playoffs, you're not going to you're not going to pitch Scherz or Wayne right the whole game. No, 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 no. Um, I will say this: I don't know how, but the Dodgers got richer this year. Uh, they right. they deep, they real deep. They, the only uh, reason they in the wild card game, they just had a they had a drought in the in the middle of the season. They was on yeah, pace, yeah, they had the best yeah, record. Yeah. No, and then they also got uh, hit by the COVID bug a little bit. And then they also, I don't know why, they forgot how to play baseball for about a good three weeks. They literally just forgot how to play baseball for a good three weeks this season. But uh, it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I think it's going to be about 6-5 game. Um, so 7-5 game. Uh, Dodgers, favorite of Dodgers. Um, which is not low-scoring, but it's, it's, it's lower than a typical wild-card game. Um I think the Dodgers got the edge because they uh, found they stride late in the season. The Cardinals were pretty much a good team all year round, so they got they do for a little fluctuation in their bats and stuff like that. Also, it's the Dodgers. The Dodgers is one of those lucky franchises that whenever they play bad, they they play good. It's just weird. It's weird. It's like they get all the balls to drop in the right holes and uh, go over to fit the right the short fence and stuff like that. The right third third pitch strikes so i don't know it's it's gonna be a tough one for the dodgers but i think they pull it out seven five imagine making a joke you 36 about the pitcher and like underselling his age Jesus <laughs> Christ, that man is old man but you know what though if you can still do it at 40 hey i don't see right. why not i don't see if i can make me a couple m's when i'm 40 i'll do it i'll definitely do it but anywho um we I know that y'all tired of us talking wild card and uh, talking Urban Meyer and talking all this nonsense about what's going on with Bama beating everybody by a thousand. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, no.